Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 515 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever and coming up on the show. We'll be finding out about season five of Line of Duty, which is available on box set. Roshenda Sandel letting us know all about that one. 80s pop star Sunita joins us for a bit of a light-hearted chat about a bit of a serious subject because the top ten of funeral songs was released last week. We'll be having a chat with her all about that. Also, we'll be finding out about the Europhiles Cookbook, uh, a brand new book that celebrated this week's 25th anniversary of the opening of the Channel Tunnel. We'll be having a chat with Theo Randall. He's a Michelin-starred chef, all about his contribution to the book and the other great recipes that are in there too. But first of all, I caught up with the cast of a show that's heading to Wolverhampton in a couple of months' time. From the 23rd to the 27th of July, here is at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. I have four other cast here with me now. We have Marcus, we have Jake, we have Daisy, we have Paul. Hello, everyone. Hello. Right, which end of the line shall we start? I think we're going to start with the main troublemaker over here. So tell us a bit about your role. Uh, I'll tell you a bit about my role. So he is a young, quite impressionable, naive uh, teenager in the 60s, and he's just trying to discover himself amongst this beautiful tribe. So this is Claude? Yes. It's, it's a journey for everyone involved, and, and, and Claude plays a big part in that, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily consider him the, the exact leader. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's several pinnacle characters in the piece that really drive it. He is such an integral piece to the story, he's the he's the storyline amongst all the many different um, kind of what would I call them? Um, tribe members. Yeah, tribe members mm-hmm. that have different views. But but I mean, for him though, he's deciding whether or not to sign up to go to Vietnam. He's got mm-hmm. his draft papers, and th- I mean, this is a time where it's probably a little bit difficult for the youth of today to identify with in quite the same way. Yes, okay, we've got the the movement of the youth at the minute going against climate change, and that's probably mm-hmm. a reasonable analogy to a lot of the story. But when it comes to someone like signing up to go to war, that's a biggie, and that's not something that is done on force these days. No, exactly. I mean, for one, we're not drafted up or kind of expected to to join. Um, we're able to make our own um, choices, mm-hmm. and I think I think there's a lot more freedom nowadays. And this piece is so integral to that, so that youngsters and kind of middle-aged people and everybody understand that actually uh, to not conform is actually an incredibly good thing. Mm-hmm. So let's go into uh, Daisy. So, I mean, your part, uh, Sheila, she's uh, uh, again central to your three characters' interactions. And mm. uh, you know, this, again, it's, it's, a, it's a big story to tell. So, how does, do you approach it from your point of view and, and, and who she is? Uh, so, Sheila is, um, we've sort of decided that there was three founding members of the tribe, which I think was us three, wasn't it? Berger, Claude, and Sheila. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is a feminist. Um, she, well, one of her first songs is titled I Believe in Love. Mm-hmm. So that's everything that drives her is peace, free love um, and equality for women. Yeah, I think that she obviously has the relationship with Berger. Mm-hmm. They're in the love that they have a complicated relationship. Uh, nobody is necessarily together in the tribe because I think everyone makes love to each other mm-hmm. and is quite sexually fluid. Um, but um yeah no it's great i've been really enjoying playing her Mm -hmm. and i suppose you know it's very much a a little bit like a soap opera which of course you have a little bit of experience of that that style of uh uh, show and how does it compare to your experience on tv do you think um it's very very different (laughs) (laughs) i've never got naked on tv so that's a that's 
something. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> what did you say? That you know of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's a completely different ball game being on stage to being on TV. But um, I did stage before being on TV, so it was just refamiliarising myself with mm-hmm. what I once knew. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's a great change, very different, but enjoying it all the same. Which is the important part. And yeah. say, an enjoyable show. And uh, I mean, Jake, you, you get to again. You're like, you're one of the powerful fellows up there. You're making uh, your your presence known within the tribes. Yeah, I think like we said, there's. Um, I think all the members of the tribe have an important role in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all kind of fighting for different things. And Burger's the kind of the loose cannon that kind of is a voice for people that don't necessarily want to say something themselves. He will do it. He will He will rebel against everything to be with his tribe because I think he's quite um, a misunderstood character. I think he's very much wants to be loved by everyone. And he's so he's very much afraid of the tribe breaking up because without them, he's got nothing. So he's a complicated character. He's very fun to play. Like... I just get to just just mess around really, which is brilliant. <laughs> mess around in yeah. in a in a controlled way, uh-huh. yeah. Which which I probably should have done my whole life had I maybe done better than I have. You're but. doing fantastic. <laughs> Whatever this lot say. Well, there we go. Yeah, um, but he's good. He's good. He's, he's a great character, and like I said, like everybody is just amazing in the show mm-hmm. and yeah it's, it's nice it's my first musical so it's nice to do something different mm-hmm. not just reality tv which yeah, is brilliant a bit of a change yeah uh, marcus obviously you get a, a, another exceptional character in this show don't you tell us a bit about you i get to play a character called hud johnson who is a black rights activist um and he joins the tribe i kind of created a thread alongside daisy um, who plays Sheila, that we met at a feminist rally. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daisy brings me into the tribe and introduces me. And that's where I understand that to get my concepts and my own individual, um, the things that I want to fight for, the equality, the black rights, the female equality, all of it, everything, anti-nuclear, the lot, I know that my voice won't necessarily be heard as loud as a group, and especially a group that's as diverse and multicultural as our tribe. Um, So, yeah, I'm kind of manipulating Berger underneath underneath it all. I'm kind of pushing what I need to go through through him because I know it will be received in a different way from him than it would be from me. And, but, I mean, you all seem to have a, a massive energy about the show. I mean, you two guys, we know from music TV as the background. And, uh, I mean, that must be great, singing songs in, in, in a show like this, but really being able to belt it out and sing it with passion without being judged for it. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you yeah. say that. Yeah. 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 I, but, think, I think, in a way, me and Marcus, because of the X Factor, will be judged in a way of we only get the show not marcus not as much as me because he's proven himself in musical theater whereas i haven't so i felt like i had to come in here and work twice as hard because i didn't want people to say jake only got this because he's done a few reality shows he's got quite a lot of followers and he can maybe shift a few tickets by getting his chopper out but it didn't work like that do you know what i mean like i've put a lot of effort into working on my acting by watching these three by learning how to sing properly <laughs> um and yeah it's, it's been tough but it's been very rewarding i think mm-hmm. yeah, you agree with that yeah it's tougher than you thought wasn't it you said i thought, the other it, I thought it'd be easy mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like eight shows a week it's two hours a day it's nothing yeah so it's a yeah. concert can't be as hard as working yeah. on the building site like i was but <laughs> turns out it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but for the show itself, I mean, we've already alluded to the fact that there is the the the, the naked scene at the end. And it was that daunting because it, it's done in such a way as it's not frivolous, is it at all? Is it? It is part of the the coming of age of those involved. So. Well, it is when a stand for like it's a protest, mm -hmm. which is weird because it, that happened in um, recently, and they were literally the other day took all their clothes off in um, an act for. Uh, against climate change mm -hmm. um, so again it's nice to see that something that we're doing that obviously is quite was daunting originally for us mm -hmm. is still being mirrored in today's society so it's still just as relevant mm -hmm. and a, a way to use that power to to actually say something and make a change yeah and, so, so uh, I, I think mean, it's about sticking together isn't it it's yeah. about kind of being a being a group and also you made a really good point before about how clothes are the only thing that separate us from other animals yeah yeah mm -hmm. having the freedom of choice we well we dress ourselves don't we and fashion is an expression of your personality of what of what you want but yeah you don't really see animals wearing clothes they don't make my mum puts a coat on my dog it's really nice <laughs> okay. not sure that counts but again, <laughs> it probably, probably joins me with that they quite don't, happily. she don't get it out of the wardrobe herself do you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just anti-conformist um, isn't it mm. to, to break to break the chains of what people would expect and to not necessarily be PC and you know. Well we was born it. without clothes, weren't we? We was born, we we're supposed yeah. to have no clothes on. We're yep. all born naked and the rest is drag. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean for 50 years hair has been making a difference on stage, changing people's minds and sharing opinions. It continues to do so at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 23rd to the 27th of July. 01902 the box office number or grandtheatre.co.uk. Down there and see these guys doing their stuff on stage but thank you all. Thank you. Peace. Peace and love. So we'll be featuring some recent releases on the show today, as well as a couple of little teasers. For the fact we've got Sunita on the phone next, I think we should take a listen to one of her tunes. This is so much it. actually revealed the Brits' chosen songs for their final farewell. This is something that's been measured since 2002, and we have this year's information in. To tell us more, we've got David Collingwood from the Carp and 80s pop icon, national treasure, the wonderful Sunita. Hello to you both. Da, da, da. How are you doing, Jason? Oh, good here. <laughs> now, obviously, it's, it's a serious subject, but I think it's one which we it, we need to talk about in a positive light because uh, a funeral is a celebration and the, the, the music that is played is fitting for the person who is sadly passed on. So yeah. this is where the survey comes from. Now, Sunita, I mean, obviously, so macho, maybe not necessarily always going to be a, a, a choice for a funeral. Do you fair. know what, Jason? I'm not being funny, but I have 
spoken to the co-op <laughs> about this survey, and I think that it, you know, I think we could be in with a shot next year. Well, I think so. If if there's somebody here, you know, well built throughout their life, unfortunately no longer with us, it could work, couldn't it? Do you know what, Jason? I mean, and have you considered what you would have played? Because I, I would be happy for you to play it at your funeral. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's hope it's not for a good while yet. We'll see. how. If, if you want to come and perform it for me as well, that'd be brilliant. But uh, sadly, I, well, I won't have you're asking, the and then I might show up. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. <laughs> but, I mean, Sinatra's My Way is one of the most popular tunes, isn't it? And yeah. that is coming round again as, as one of those that families are selecting. Well, I mean, I suppose it, it speaks of people's individuality, you know, a life well lived, a life lived on their own terms. And just, um, you know, it, it says everything you would you would want to say. Um, so it's it managed to top the charts for, for quite a few decades. But I mean, you know, you've also got things in the top 10, like always look on the bright side of life, mm-hmm. which is really quite quite comical and a real atmosphere changer isn't it it is and you know we're going to be sad that somebody has passed on but it is about enjoying their life and those memories and and songs that mean something to somebody it's nice to hear it for for one final time in the context with them there with you yeah exactly and also to be able to to get involved in planning your own funeral and or, or, or to be able to plan the funerals of your loved ones with them while they're still living. Um, people can think that's a bit weird or taboo or morbid, but actually I think it can be really helpful and also means that once you get to that occasion, you know that you're getting exactly what you would have wanted or they are getting exactly what they would have wanted. I mean, when you think about it, we plan, we have birth plans. You don't just come into the world. You know, that's all planned out. Christenings, if you're religious, 13th birthdays, 18th, 21st weddings, anniversaries graduations we, we celebrate all these different landmarks and then suddenly the funeral which is your final the final time that everything can be all about you and you know you kind of just limp out well i don't know what they would have wanted i don't know what i should have played i don't don't know what i should say and we kind of leave that bit off as if it's not important but actually it's your last it's your last um, hurrah in a way isn't it yeah and, and, and David with the 100,000 plus funerals at Co-op look after each year being one of the most trusted names in the funeral trade obviously you get some interesting uh, and odd requests but equally you're dealing with the families and, and, and probably the worst time of their life and this is where they want to make sure they get it right so that conversation is important isn't it it's really important and this is a conversation for for any funeral director not just from the co-op that we're actually facilitating that positive final goodbye um for, for people and this is a great example of just how something simple as your choice of music can have such an effect you know on that final farewell for people and although you know you talk about that uh, that volume of funerals every single funeral that we look after should be unique mm. in some way it should be fitting and appropriate for that person and that's you know it's down to our funeral director and our funeral arrangers out there to be able to listen and to help support people make the right choices Sometimes that, that can be difficult for family members, especially if they're grieving and you know they're, they're trying to deal with so much emotionally at that time. So having the opportunity to make those preparations um, in advance can be so, so helpful. So, you're yeah. absolutely right. Talking about the arrangements beforehand, even if you don't know what you want, but you do know what you don't want, mm-hmm. that's a really important conversation as well to have. Yeah, and, and the the trends also show that uh, yeah, actual live performances. We were you know, joking a little bit about Sunita singing at my funeral potentially, but you know, uh, a third of people said they would actually ask a relative to perform at their funeral as well, and that might be anything from uh, a spiritual song through to a cover version of Ed Sheeran's Supermarket Flowers. 
Yeah, I think mm. we took that result as well because I thought it was quite surprisingly high. But I think we took that result as actually, actually people taking part in the funeral, so perhaps some mm-hmm. form of eulogy or perhaps getting up and saying a poem. I don't think it's sort of throwing the mic to Auntie Gladys and saying, "You're up now. Come on, let's let's have <laughs> yeah. a song." I was, yeah. But I, I say you know, I have seen funerals where there have been live performances like that, and uh, you know, sometimes if it, if it's a bigger funeral, there are more people who will be talking. And uh, but I think you you often are limited as well, aren't you? Because whether it's a crematorium or a church, there are time limits on these things. So it is making sure you get in there what you want in the the, the right time. But that's around the right amount of planning. You know, there's only one opportunity. You know, to get things right with the yeah. funeral. That's something that's been with me for for all of my career. So, you know, if we know there's going to be a lot of people, if we know there's going to be a real celebration of a life, then you plan the timing accordingly to to fit into that. So there should be no, you know, no no rush, no worry, no time constraint. And the the funeral director he or she will be swan like, you know, very mm. uh, you know graceful, but the legs will be paddling away like mad underneath the water. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now on the uh, the songs that we've got in there, Ed Sheeran's made his first appearance at number six on the chart with Supermarket Flowers. But are, are there any other surprises in there as well? Uh, f- for me, I think the big surprise is still that um, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life is still in our overall top ten. Um, How long moving, has that been there? It's been there for, for many years now in this survey. It's moving down a little bit now. It once did top uh, the survey, but that seems to be moving down. That's probably the relevance of that film now. You know, as, as we all get older, um, it becomes less relevant to, to a lot of us. But I think seeing the fact that more and more popular um, music is being played, people feel comfortable choosing those and you know we know that you know that that you know George Ezra with Khalifa Freya Ridings Stormzy even is being chosen you know mm. that is actually showing that more and more people are actually you know realizing they've got the permission to do what they want and not having to worry about what the the neighbors or the outer relatives think about things do things for the right reason and they do want to put a smile on the faces of the loved ones. Sometimes we've heard we hear only fools and horses theme tune was something that has popped up in there. Uh, you talk about uh, yeah, always look on the bright side of life, being a bit of a smile. Uh, someone very well known from Wolverhampton, Rachel Hayho Flint, she made the point that she wanted that at her funeral, and I had to actually sort out the recording so it was the clean version for her as well. So you know there, there is uh, there's, there's lots of things which are there to make people smile. But, but I mean, Sunita, is it something you've thought about for yourself again, many many years off, but. I have, I have, Jason. Um, and um, one of the songs I definitely want to have played at my funeral is Always by Stevie Wonder, or indeed the George Michael version, uh, to, just to let my loved ones know that my love will be with them always. But guess what? I want a bit of a playlist. With right. a DJ, and I'm going to have a few songs, Jason. <laughs> what about you? Have you thought? Did you did, have you thought about what you would love? Uh, no, I have to admit, I haven't really, and I, I'm not sure what what I would want or what would kind of defy me in, in in listening to music. Sort of, yeah, sort of a way to to go out with. So uh, maybe it's one I ought to think about. Certainly, talk about it with my family, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, start thinking about this sort of thing. Because unfortunately, we never know quite what's around the corner. Anything could happen to any of us at any time, couldn't it? Yes. Absolutely. It's something that none of us can avoid. Absolutely. Well, David, where can we go to find out the, the full rundown and maybe get a few ideas and a talking point for within our own families? Well, if you go to the website coop.co.uk forward slash and then funeral music, uh, you'll see the full details. It's got all of the charts. They're quite comprehensive. And what we'd love to do is hear from, from people who have given some thought to their own funeral music. So if you're on Twitter, if you could do hashtag funeral music uh, and, and, and share what you'd like. Have a think about it, get it ready, and then you know know that it's it's something which again it's it's a sad time, but certainly your personality should come through, and that can be done with the songs that are played at your funeral.
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Debbie Collingwood from the Co-op and Icon, Sunita, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Jason. Today's release of Line of Duty Series 5 and Series 1 through 5 is box sets. I know a lot of people are going to be sat down in front of their TV binge watching to tell us more about the show and a little bit of what's going on in Season 5, but not too many spoilers. I'm joined now by Roshenda Sandal. How are you doing? Hello, I'm great, thank you. Lovely to meet you. Well, good to have a natter. And I have to admit, yeah. Line of Duty is one of the shows that's on my waiting list to watch. And with seasons right. one through five and a box set, this is an ideal time to do it, isn't it? Definitely, definitely the ideal time to catch up and watch it at your convenience. Uh, it's going to be great having all of this on DVD. So uh, tell us yeah. a, a bit about where we are in season five. But, uh, I know we can't do too many spoilers here, but uh, we can give us a bit of a okay. hint of what's going on. So where, where have we got to for, for you and your character? This is the first series that um, kind of we're investigating the Balaclava men and we're going into their lives and uh, the runnings of uh, the OCG. We've never really gone behind the curtain of that before, so this is definitely a series about that and the links between corrupt officers and real hardened criminals. Because this yeah. is one of those shows that is just talked about constantly, and I say I've been avoiding most of those conversations because I know it's <laughs> on my watch list. But it's it's, it's then getting to the point yeah. where I'll get the whole set together, and I think this could be a good time for you to do it, as I say. But it is a very tense cop show. But I mean, you often seem to be drawn into these type of series. You are part of so many shows that are talked about. It must be amazing to play parts like this. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely, and particularly Lisa as a character. She's an absolute joy to play um, as, as, a, as a female as well because she's very strong, complex and, uh, yeah, very deep and, and interesting. So, yeah, it's, it's great. It's really great for me. And what goes on behind the scenes in bringing this sort of thing together? Because when you start talking about corrupt officers and things, obviously that can be a sensitive area and it might be difficult yeah. if you're trying to get advice from real police officers on what is actually going on and how to deal with it. Well, there is um, police advisors on, on set and they kind of give you tips and, and, and hints. It's all in Jed's text, really. He he, he writes such wonderful um, episodes that it's all kind of there for you. You've just got to use it as your Bible as an actor, really, definitely. And, and with that and the direction and with the look and the feel of the yeah. whole series, that's yeah. what really makes this, isn't it? Definitely. The cinematography, the whole team that come together 
they're like a slick oiled machine. I mean, it's it's really great to be part of such an amazing team that creates such um, wonderful kind of art, you know. So it, it wouldn't it wouldn't go ahead without everybody being so great, you know. And and when it came to this sort of show when you were growing up, I mean, was there anything which you sort of saw then? Uh, I'm not going to try and guess your age, but uh, you know, the, 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 <laughs> there's been a lot of series over the years. I mean, I, I remember, you know, the repeats things like the Sweeney and stuff like that. And and the you know, cop shows have definitely moved on a lot since those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot more detailed work now. It's not. It's not about uh, kind of. Well, this show in particular, it's not about Bobby's on the beat. It's kind of going undercover and um, working with really uh, hardened criminals and uh, also corrupt officers within the system. Um, I think that's what makes it different to all the shows, to be honest. And the flavour that we get of, of each of the people in there, because I mean, there's, there's a wide-ranging cast, so it, it, it has to be a, a big show to get all of that detail in, and so you do get to know these people. And when you bring these characters across, you, know, you are under scrutiny, and particularly with things like Twitter and the rest of social media these yeah. days, people are talking about yeah. these shows, and you can see it as it happens, as it goes out. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But, I mean, I've got to say that uh, the response has been absolutely amazing. I mean, people love the show. I haven't actually seen a negative comment about the show, so um, and that's pretty good going, because whenever you're <laughs> in a show, somebody's always got something to say about it, or there's a bad review. or um, But everybody loves the show. I think it's because Jed doesn't uh, make, make the audience feel stupid or you know he, he he writes it for them and he sees them as equally intelligent so i think people enjoy that and what's it like in a show like this whereby you're obviously telling a story you've got people who you're yelling at as part of acting yeah. obviously you're putting on a front but it must be really weird going to the canteen with somebody you've just you know had to shop <laughs> yeah, yeah well it is it's it's, it's kind of part and parcel of the job and uh, everyone's so lovely um, there's a lot of laughs. There's a lot of laughs mm. when we're kind of in between scenes. So um, with uh, playing such dark material, you often find that there is absolutely in between. And the, yeah, the camaraderie yeah, so must be great. It's not too weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, mate. Yeah. And, and any interesting or different moments on those behind the scenes you know, bits? Is is there something special about working on this series more so than stuff you've done before? Yeah, I mean the the the, the realness of it. I mean it it is. It, so well put together and so detailed, you know, the art department really go hell for leather on uh, making everything look as it is, prosthetics and, and all of that coming together. Yeah, so that's what makes it different for me, definitely, because, the, it, I mean, it's kind of no acting required, really, because <laughs> with, the, uh, with the actors and everything else around you, it feels so kind of real. It's more real than anything I've ever worked on, definitely, definitely. Do we know what's happening as far as season six goes? Um, other than we know that he's got Series 6, we don't know anything, yeah. So, again, you're, you're in the same <laughs> position as anybody who, is, who hasn't seen Season 5 yet. You, you've no idea what's going to happen next. And it's no, a, it'll no be a big idea. adventure. Yeah, it will be a big adventure. But I don't think anybody knows. I, don't think, I think the only person who knows is Chad. So, yeah. <laughs> and anything can happen in that mind. 
Exactly. Anything could happen. You know his twists and his turns and his surprises. <laughs> <laughs> well, season five is available now at twenty four ninety nine. Seasons one through five is a complete box set. Is on sale for forty nine ninety nine. Recommended retail price. Go out and check it out. If you're new to this. Go and enjoy what sounds like it's going to be an awesome series. As you say, it, it looks fantastic, and the people yeah. just wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't for how amazing this show actually is. Exactly. You, you're proud to be part of this, as I'm sure you are with, with all you so. were, but it's, it's amazing stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. It's a true honour to have such a wonderful um, show, definitely. Well, Roshana Sandel, thank you for joining us, and uh, long may the line of duty continue. Yeah, long may it continue. Thank you so much for having me. All of my dreams and all I wanted I packed up my case and I stuck the morning I turned the key and tried to slip away You better behave I stepped down from my very first plane you picked me up out of JFK All the trains were running fine You gave me a token for a subway ride And said, hey, where you gonna go your first day? This train stops at Astor and A Turn left and go right up the stairs You're on Broadway Hey, hey But I'm the king of the heart Working in the city I got my fifth star Every day I lose my heart And hey On my knees in Times Square Church Cause that woman nearly tore off my shirt As we were speeding down the West Side Highway Let's cut across to Broadway Hey, hey
25 years ago, one of the largest feats in construction in the 20th century, the Channel Tunnel was opened and the Eurotunnel shuttle service began with a new area for Brits driving to and from Europe. Not only do we have an interest in travelling to Europe, but we love the food as well. To tell us more about a brilliant new cookbook, the Europhiles Cookbook, I'm joined by Theo Randall, Michelin star chef. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And although Europe, we don't always see eye to eye on certain things like politics, food is one area that we've always enjoyed sharing each other's cuisines. But food knows no borders, that's the answer. You know, we, we as a nation get very inspired by Europe and we have, uh, we're very open-minded when it comes to food. So really, Europe, when it comes to food, is something that we, we actually we really do love. Now, obviously, pizza and tapas are probably about as far as I would necessarily go in preparing stuff myself, but there's so much more out there, isn't there? There's so much more out there. And, you know, as a chef who specialises in Italian cuisine, you know, I was fortunately brought up, you know, with very, very foodie parents that travelled a lot. And we would go to France and Italy by car. And, you know, we, we would come home with a car full of olive oil and, and uh, salamis and cheeses and whatever we could fit in the back of the car. So I kind of grew up with this. And so... Um, you know, this this whole thing of traveling and going to different countries in Europe and finding new ingredients and new places to visit is very inspiring and it's really kind of shaped my career. And there are some uh, amazing dishes, you say. And when you buy things locally by uh, traveling to Europe, you get a very different product to what you would do in supermarkets over here sometimes. I know we see things moving backwards and forwards, but even so, having been to the likes of Germany, the German food and German, things like German sausage that you get over here in some of the German supermarkets is very different to what you'd actually get when you're in the native country itself. Yeah, it's true. And what's great about this cookbook is actually it, uh, it's inspiring to seeing some of the recipes. But all the recipes have been cooked back here in the UK. So kind of, you know, the idea of this is to uh, get inspired by, uh, you know, a, a dish from a, a region. And a lot of these recipes are from staff and customers of, uh, of Eurotunnel. And I think, you know, if you can find a, an, a, a recipe that you enjoy making and you can get the ingredients in the UK, it should taste just as good. Yeah, so basically what it's going to do, though, is going to take what would be a product that has got a European flavour to it and really bring all those flavours to the fore in the way in which it would be made in Europe. Yes, exactly. It's like an education. It's like, you know, going somewhere, getting uh, some inspiration from some from, from a region and um, recreating that recipe at home. Now, the Eurotunnel shuttle service, which actually began on the 6th of May, that uh, in itself, that was, that was a massive uh, achievement. And just getting those two bits of tunnel to match up in the middle, I think, it, uh, is, is a pretty amazing feat in itself. But, I mean, gastronomically, uh, obviously, that, it's, it's a big one with the Eurotunnel. What do you think is the, is the biggest success in the cookbook? Well, I think the great thing about the success is the celebration 25 years of the Eurotunnel and the fact that you can get from folks in the Cali in 35 minutes and start to travel in uh, you know, France and then go into Italy or wherever you want to go uh, is, is, is fantastic. And this cookbook is a celebration of that. And it's a celebration of people traveling and visiting places that you wouldn't necessarily normally go to. I mean, by, traveling by car is a great way to get around because you've got the car, you've got the freedom of going wherever you want. Uh, you can, you know, with sat-nav these days, you can go literally anywhere and you can fill up your car with all the kind of goodies. I always say if you go on holiday, always keep a bit of space in the back of the car or in a suitcase where you can bring back the ingredients because the ingredients will be better there as far as all the dry ingredients, like, you know, dried herbs and, and dried mushrooms and, you know, buy things like olive oil because it will taste better uh, from there and it will be cheaper. 
Yeah, and it will give you a true flavour of those recipes you're trying to cook as well. And you can obviously take the cookbook with you and then go literally go shopping around whichever region of Europe that is you're looking and just, as you say, take the car with you and have all that convenience of, of your own storage space. So it's someone like, what, 80 million vehicles have travelled through uh, on Eurotunnel since it opened in 1994. And in uh, 2018, one in 10 cars going through had a dog in it as well. So you can take the whole family. Absolutely. Make sure you keep the dog happy, though. Yeah, well, again, more interesting ingredients. Don't let it nick all the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, have you got a favourite recipe in the book? Well, the favourite recipe has to be my recipe, which is a uh, spaghetti dish, which is from Sorrento. A friend of mine lives in Sorrento, and we've talked about this dish, and I've eaten it many times. But it's one of those dishes that I absolutely adore. And he was always talking about the fact that they have all these courgettes at a certain time of year where they have an abundance of courgettes, and they don't know what to do with them. So all the restaurants do this dish where they slice the courgettes, lots of them, and they cook them down so they really must become slightly caramelized. With, then they cook some onions very slowly so they're quite sweet. And then they cook spaghetti, and then they mix the spaghetti, the courgettes, and the onions together with some parmesan and egg yolk, and a bit of the pasta water. And it is one of the most delicious things. It's so nutritious. And, you know, it's got the, the kind of flavor of, of southern Italy, which I love. Well, 69 recipes in the book, and we were talking about our four-legged friends a little bit earlier on. There's a dog biscuit recipe too, so you can keep the dog happy too. There's a very extravagant dog biscuit recipe in there with a bit of parmesan cheese. So keep the dog, uh, keep the dog's taste buds up. So well, you, you want to make sure they're distracted from everything else that you're bringing back as well in the back of the car. So that sounds like it does a good job to me. But I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing feat of engineering and an amazing cookbook to mark the 25th anniversary since the Euro Tunnels opening. It is the Europhiles cookbook. It's uh, available in Waterstones, Amazon, on Hive as well. So easy to get hold of and pick it up and enjoy looking at it, including the fantastic pictures of food that are in there as well. Absolutely. It must be great being asked to contribute to someone like this. It, it, it is an honour, and I suppose with the uh, the Italian background to your food, it absolutely had to happen. Well, it's, it kind of it, it really does, and the fact that I've spent you know my whole kind of life sort of going to Italy and France and and Europe and and you know experiencing different cuisines. This is a great inspirational book. It's you know most of the recipes don't take more than about thirty to forty minutes to prepare. And it's kind of people's favourites, which is really nice. Go to eurotunnel.com forward slash facts to find out more fun facts about the Eurotunnel itself or eurotunnel.com forward slash cookbook to see the details of the cookbook online. But as I say, you can pick it up from Waterstones, Amazon and Hive as well. And uh, enjoy putting yourself in the mood, maybe for a bit of cooking before you travel, but certainly with some brilliant ingredients on the way back after you've been shopping. Theo Randall, Michelin star chef, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's your lot for the Mill Bar this week. That was episode 515. Back with episode 5. 516 next week. I'll see you then. Good afternoon. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.